This is Big Business with Sarah. This podcast guides you to finding what you desire most in life and business. Because running a business is very much about your personal development. In this podcast, I'm sharing what my clients ask me and how I help them. Thanks for joining. How can you create downtime in your business and also how can you recognize when you need to take a break? That's what today's episode is about. I love talking about this. I love talking about productivity, but I also really love about uh, talking about love about uh, talking about, you know, how can you prevent yourself from, you know, getting, uh, you know, having to spending too much time in your business. I take pride that last year I started my own little experiment to work six hours a day and it has worked out really, really well. This week, this year, I wanted to try to work four days a week and then six hours a day. But that is a little bit more difficult. Interesting how that works. I will let you know how it's going. Uh, up until now, it's six hours, five days or a little bit. Actually, the Friday is really about two hours. So actually, it, it is less. It is le I'm working less. Uh, less and less and less but you know just having those four four hours uh, four days is difficult for me so i will probably cr create another ex episode about that but the reason why i wanted to do that is because you always give yourself you know you know the time that you're giving yourself to spend on it that's the exact amount of time that you're going to spend on it so for instance if you have a deadline you know okay you know what i have only three hours let's just say that have three hours, then it has to be finished, and then it's finished. But imagine if something is three weeks away, then you have a lot of hours actually to spend on this. And I yesterday I created, well, I hosted my event, the Royal Retreat, and it was amazing. And I'm a little bit tired, but in a good way. So um, it was a great event. It was my first event as Sarah Big Business, but it was my one thousand first event in my life. I started organizing events since I was twelve, and then I was also a professional event organizer at some point. And um, and I, I love I loved it, and I still love it. But I love it even more now that I'm hosting my own. And um, I mean, the breakthroughs that I've seen are incredible. But one of the things that I've noticed as well, not so much yesterday, but also the weeks before that, because most, most well, actually all the people that joined me were a client or are a client, because that was kind of what I wanted. I didn't want to kind of start from scratch. I wanted the people to understand my method and, and build from there. That's, you know, we wanted to take royally big steps. And um, yeah, so that's that's a little bit the format and it worked out really great. But it was also the Easter weekend that we spoke about, you know, really taking downtime, and um, and that it's uh, that it's also so important. So it was also I created this podcast. Of course, I always create the podcast episodes about the qu client questions I'm getting, and uh, and then I want to share it with you. So that's always the format. That's the first part of the podcast. Then is the question from the audience, and then my question for you. And so this is a question coming from the mastermind, uh, but also I wanted to share this with you. And another thing is that um, the Royal Retreat was, um, you know, I, I kind of knew what I was going to do, obviously. 
But I never really wrote it down. <laughs> and I did on Monday. I Actually, I had a day off, but I decided to work three hours on the, on the royal retreat. I ended up working on it for two and a half hours. And, you know, that was it. I didn't want to spend any more time because it was actually a free day. And I was a little... I actually was supposed to work on Friday, but then I didn't feel too well because I... I well, I was a little bit sick, and uh, and then I had to do it on Monday. It's fine, you know. It always happens when you're a business owner. There's always some things that are not going the way you want, and then you have to show up for it yourself. <laughs> Nobody's going to rescue you. Big big lesson, not just in business but in life. So you have to fix it. And then I thought, you know what? How am I going to do that? I'm going to use the Parkinson's law. And the Parkinson's law writes that the time that you decide that you're going to spend on it, that's the time that you're going to spend on it. And I think this is fascinating. This is also really one of the reasons <laughs> that I, you know, it happens so often that people are saying to me, yeah, but first I want to finish this before I'm going to work on this. Mm -mm, you're never going to do that. I'm sorry to say this from personal experience, but also from you know, other people who were working with me from my clients experience is that that doesn't work, unfortunately. Or I'm going to take one month off and then I'm going to change my entire business. No, it doesn't work. I remember when I was studying, I don't know if you recognize this, but when I was studying in Amsterdam, I was having, you know, a very nice, uh, actually a room in a, in a, in a, in a house, in, a, in an apartment with two other women. And, um, I was having that room and sometimes, you know, I would, I would have to write my thesis, you know, and that's a big task. And I didn't know all the techniques that I'm going to share with you right now. So it was, it was horrible. I hated writing that. I, I'm not a very theoretical person. I'm more hands on <laughs> and oh, terrible time. And, um, <laughs> I was writing that thesis and, and then sometimes just, you know, doing grocery shopping was already such a big ask for me <laughs> and you know that was just one task and then I would kind of you know and then it, or take a shower <laughs> and then I would wait for it and wait for it and wait for it and then yes I took a shower and then actually I was too hungry and I went grocery shopping hungry and well you know how it goes probably if you have studied or written your thesis or had to do something very agonist you know in your life then you recognize that the funny thing is that once you're busy already, you can do more things. I, I think that's fascinating. And I think it's also a little bit annoying, but it's just how it works. I don't know how it works. Probably it has something to do with the brain and that you're already activated and that you're already, yes, 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 let's do this. Um, but just having one day and then just do one thing, that normally doesn't really work. All right, let's get to business. So as an entrepreneur, it's very easy to get caught up in the hustle and bustle of running your own business. But it is very essential to recognize when you need to take a step back and create that downtime to avoid the big old burnout. You don't want that. That's horrible for your business. It doesn't matter how much, you know, if you are insured or whatever, it's just also very horrible if you've had it. You know, I really would avoid it at all times, at all costs. I have had a burnout and then I actually afterwards decided to start my, or to work, uh, have a business for full-time because I always had a part-time part businesses on the side, but then I knew, okay, you know what, now I have to really do it. Um, 
So I'm going to share with you four signs, and this might be a little bit confronting, <laughs> that you need to take some downtown in your business. And this is also uh, inspired by what I'm seeing with my clients. And when I'm seeing that, I'm also going to tell them, all right, maybe you should take it a little bit more easy. So the first one is when you're working long hours. Um, if you're working long hours every day, it is really a sign that you need to create more downtime. Working long hours can create burnouts, decreased productivity. This is something that many people forget, but you can't be more productive, especially if you're working uh, in an office environment uh, for six hours a day, or actually maybe it's even four and a half hours. I don't really remember, but there is different studies right now, you know, right with the four day work week and many people are trying that right now. Um, so decreased productivity and also poor mental mental health. So you might be more agonized and, and you know angry or grumpy or you know not very nice to your partner or whatever. So working long hours not a very good idea. A second sign is you're always stressed. You're always stressed and anxious about your business. Um, you know, you're afraid maybe that you're go not going to hit your income goal, um, that you're not doing your job well. And, you know, chronic stress can have a severe impact, not just on your physical health, but also your mental health. Um, so and eventually also your business, because you are your business. Uh, we are going to work on, you know, I'm going to give you some tips later on in this episode on how you can avoid being your business but yeah it, it is very difficult actually to to do that and maybe you're not there yet second uh, third sign sorry is that you're not enjoying your work <laughs> and this is something you know sometimes it just happens you know you have your business and uh, and actually if you're being very honest you're not really liking what you do so step back and figure out what is causing the problem. What is something that you don't like? You don't like your clients. Maybe you don't like the work you're doing. Maybe you're afraid that AI is going to take over and you're in a complete freeze. Well, it could be that you're overworked or that you need to delegate some tasks. Um, we're going to talk about that later. But yeah, really focus on what you enjoy doing. And maybe, you know, anyway, do it. You know, write this down. What do you enjoy doing in your business and what do you not enjoy doing in your business so and the fourth sign is uh, you're not meeting your deadline S deadlines um, so if you're always you know missing your deadlines if you're always too late to sell something um, is it very difficult to keep up with your workloads you have to kind of make up excuses for your clients which aren't really the real excuses but you're just thinking you know if I'm really being honest I was just really tired <laughs> you're not going to share that so recharge your batteries and come back with that renewed energy and focus so if you are recognizing these signs uh, and you don't really you know really try to be honest to yourself you know I've also had this for the past couple two three weeks that I was, um, yeah, actually a little bit, you know, too much working uh, in the weekends, so Saturday, Sunday, and uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm also still working on this. Uh, it is actually, it is kind of an eternal struggle, but it's okay. 
once you know uh, that you can do something about it. And that's what we're going to talk about right now. So to help create that downtown downtown <laughs> uh, in your business, here are some tips. I was thinking of uh, sing, singing down, downtown, but I'm not going to do it. So five tips. The first is... And you can already guess is uh, is that you don't have to do everything yourself. And you know if you've created that list of things you like to do and you don't like to do, what are the things of the the things on the list that you don't like to do? And can you actually outsource it? Source it? And this is difficult because if you're maybe not making a lot of money, if you're stressed out about that, then how can you you know outsource that? Yes, this is a difficult one. And this is the thing that I'm seeing most people struggle with. But, you know, sometimes in times of distress, you really need to find well, help sounds really big, but you really actually that might be, you know, if it's actually not working. Yeah, I'm really going to give this advice. You should actually, yeah, see if someone can help you because maybe it's um, it's really necessary. And then afterwards, you know, you can, you can make up for it because you have more brain space and you can, you know, get more clients. It's a little bit a difficult thing, I, I believe. And also, you know, when I'm giving this advice, I'm like, yeah, the other four tips will, might, might be helping you more or actually three tips because the next tip I'm, I'm sharing with you is that you can hire a virtual assistant they can manage your schedule, answer emails, handle administrative tasks. Um, do you think when you're working with a virtual assistant, do be very clear on what the person is doing, when that person is doing it? So, for instance, if you work with a virtual assistant who only works two days a week, you know, aside from other things that she's doing, well, then it's going to be very difficult to ask, you know, if she can do little tasks for you. Uh, but maybe you want someone to be more available for you. You have to pay a little bit more. Um, but be very clear on, you know, everything that you agree on and what you both want from that collaboration. And... Um, yeah, this will could really give you more time to focus on your business. And if you're figuring out that, you know, maybe you're having a virtual assistant and it's actually not working out for you. Yeah, I mean, maybe just stop working together. Um, yeah. The third tip I want to give you is to automate your processes. And this doesn't have to cost you anything. You can schedule your social media um, content uh, you can schedule your emails. Uh, you can, I mean, there's so many things in your business that you can automate probably. Uh, maybe, you know, if, if a new client onboarding, uh, writing up an offer. Uh, for instance, you know, I've, I've, spoke about, I've spoken about it, this a lot is um, my Calendly, uh, I'm using Calendly to for my clients to make appointments. Wow, the time, I mean, it is, it cost me a little bit. I think it's about 200 euros a year for that app, but it's really a blessing in disguise because if you're looking at, you know, how much time you would spend, what is your hourly rate, then it's probably, um, yeah, costing you much less, less, sorry. Fourth tip is to create standard operating procedures, SOPs. 
um, this will help you streamline your business processes. So I already talked a little bit about this. So if you're onboarding a client, so I, for instance, have a standard operating procedure when I'm onboarding a client. So this happened, that happens for certain programs, not for every program. Smaller programs, I'm not really having that, but for bigger programs, you know, they get this, they get that, they get, you know, everything. And then also in my coaching programs, it's more and more I'm creating processes from, so for instance, in my mastermind I used to not do that, but create a weekly newsletter on what is going to happen this week and or next week. And, uh, you know, that's for me a very nice procedure because then my clients know what to expect of me. I don't have to say it in Voxer, for instance, and then, you know, they know. So creating standard operating procedures also for your launches, for, um, you know, maybe you're having uh, packages of eight weeks that you're working with the clients, what happens at the onboarding, offboarding, what are you helping them with? You know, standardizing all these these things can really help you and using um, certain software for that to yeah make it easier for you. And, you know, with AI, I've spoken about this almost every week, there are so many things that you can automate. Actually, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually doing everything with AI right now. Not everything. I mean, most of the things in business I am doing with AI, uh, especially in in the procedural. Um, and you know, the thing is, is that I, that I'm not doing everything. You know, I'm not copy pasting everything. I'm, I'm I am really uh, making it mine, but it's helping me so much um, getting new ideas and being a little bit more nuanced and everything. So yeah. And then the fifth step uh, tip that I want to give you is to set boundaries. Um, uh, so setting boundaries with clients. I know that many people are saying, yes, but uh, my clients want this right now. Uh, or maybe they say, yeah, the deadline has moved up. Okay, then you can say, yes, I can do that. But with an additional fee of 20%, you can do this. You don't owe anyone anything. They don't owe you anything, what I said before, but you don't owe them anything as well. I mean, yeah, of course, everything that you've written, in, you know, that's written in your contracts, but actually extra work, you can charge. You can do that. You know, it's it's fine. You're not bad or anything. What I don't like, by the way, is, uh, you know, like website agencies who are kind of charging 100 euros an hour, uh, changing one word on a website. I mean, that's not what I mean. I think that's that's horrific. But I do think, um, you know, most people that I work with uh, are very loyal and, um, yeah, looking at it from a commercial perspective and you know, always being available. Yeah, I mean, it should it should also answer in the price. Um, so... You know, set specific working hours, avoid checking your emails or your phone outside of those hours. So not working in the weekends, not working at night. And of course, you can think about your business. That's what I do, for instance, all the time, actually. Uh, but then have a notepad ready and write down everything. So... I think I think this covers it all so that you know when to take a break um, and you know when to take a break. You, you, I gave you advice on how to recognize that you need to take a break. And, you know, I'm not saying that you're having a burnout one, if you're working long hours. No, many people can actually do that. I've spoken about this. I don't remember where it was. 
But I did speak or I listened to something, to a talk or a video saying, people saying that, yes, some t- I know people that are working really, really hard uh, and will never get a burnout because they love what they're doing, right? Because, because it is, you know, filled with purpose. And yeah, I also really do believe that. Oh yeah, it was, I remember, it was a column in a newspaper and then, you know, the columnist um, wrote it down on LinkedIn and, um, yeah, and, and, yeah, I think that's the most important thing, thing to finding your purpose and really doing work that makes sense. Um, you know, the example that I'm always having of the receptionist of my, my dentist, uh, who was doing r- really only the work that a computer could do and, you know, the normal human emotional tasks, she was, that was Im- impossible because she had to do all that com- silly computer work that could have been easily done by a computer. But, um, yeah, okay, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a story for another time. Um, or I did share this story a lot, actually. All right, um, hopefully this helps. Um you know, really do take it easy on yourself, take your time off. And now we're going to the next section of this podcast. And now it's time for one of your questions. Hi, I'm Tara from Amsterdam. I would like to know what habits have you found help you be more productive? especially when it comes to menial tasks or tasks that don't give you instant gratification or any form of dopamine. Um, For me, for example, that is doing paperwork, um, the necessary things for my business, sitting down, writing emails, and working on the growth of my business on paper? I think that's a great question, Tara. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, I was thinking about this, you know, how how I can help you with this uh, from a distance. So there's five tips I want to share with you. So I want to ask you to kind of look at your tasks and to break them into smaller chunks. So... That way it's going to be more manageable. So if you're, for instance, <laughs> I'm still doing that, by the way, but if you're thinking, oh, I really have to do all my uh, paperwork for my first quarter <laughs> for my, you know, my bookkeeper <laughs> and then, ooh, 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 it's so big. And then I'm kind of uh, blocking three hours for that. Whilst actually, if I could block, you know, let's say 25 minutes for just finding all the paperwork, you know, putting everything in order, that's the first step, and maybe um, also you know putting numbers on top on top of every uh, all the all the all the bills that I have, or you know that's what I used to do. But already kind of organized as a first task, and then the second task is to actually put it into the bookkeeping program. Then maybe look at my credit card bill, seeing if there's some you know bills, you know paper bills that I'm missing or you know that I want to add that. You know those are actually three different tasks already and or two and then and there's three more and um yeah kind of breaking it up and also write that down in your agenda. Then the second tip I want to give you is to use the Pomodoro technique. It's a time management method where you work on a task for a set amount of time and typically 25 minutes. 
I think that's going to be as long as this podcast takes. <laughs> and then take a short break, typically five minutes. And uh, yeah, this is really going to help you stay focused and motivated. Um, yeah, the third tip is quite an obvious one, but it's to eliminate all distractions. Turn off your phone, close unnecessary tabs on your computer and eliminate other distractions uh, so you can focus on the task at hand. Then the fourth one is to use positive self-talk. When you are doing the tasks you don't enjoy, uh, it can be very easy to become negative and critical for yourself. For instance, if you're doing admin and you didn't have a really good quarter, then it can be really annoying and a very quick downwards spiral. Believe me, I know. Use positive self-talk to encourage yourself and boost your motivation, saying to yourself, yes, you're doing great. Uh, I know this sounds a little bit silly, but it really works. Or maybe do a little short meditation before you're doing this and saying, okay, your future Tara will, uh, will thank you for this. And then the fifth one, and I think that's the most important one is a tip is to make your tasks more enjoyable. Find ways to make it more fun uh, listen to music or a podcast while you work, you know, if, if your work allows you to do that. Light up a candle, your favorite candle, um, you know, have, you know, your vision board right before you, knowing that you need to do this, you know, this little menial task to get where you want to be. And, uh, and also reward yourself after you have completing, completed the tasks. Um, Remember to be patient with yourself and do take those breaks. And yeah, I think I think this is going to help you. And I'm very curious to your findings. Now I have a question for you. And this time it's no question. <laughs> uh, I want you to just take... Uh, a bit of doubt time right now and see if you can enjoy it and really practice this. And yeah, so actually there is a question. Uh, I want you to maybe the upcoming five or 10 minutes really think about um, things that you love to do. So one of the things that I've done with my clients is to make a list of 100 things they like to do. And then once in a while, look at that list and yeah, see, see if there's something that you really love. Um, so... Take it easy. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Big Business with Sarah. If you've enjoyed today's episode, leave a five-star review and hit subscribe. If you're ready for your next step in business, you can find out how to work with me in the show notes. Do not forget to submit your coaching question for one of my next episodes. Have a happy day.